Mr. Sherry Reynolds will be here. I know we're all looking forward to that. And you'll probably be looking even more forward after the sermon this morning. And Gift of Gadsden is back. The dates are July the 24th through the 27th. Uh, there's a variety of classes being formed, and I'm sure that you're interested in those. I don't know who has that information regarding the classes. Uh, does anyone here know who uh, we might want to see? Online, of course. It's online uh, for your convenience. There's a, yeah, there, uh, yeah, I overlooked that. I'm sorry. July the 5th is the ex exceptional person's party uh, here at the church. It's an annual event, so it's always a, a very, uh, very important and uh, very meaningful uh, party for everyone. At the end of the service this morning, I'm going to invite everyone here who can, who's able, and I'm not sure I'm quite able, I'm kind of down in my back this morning uh, to come and we'll stand around the chancel rail and we'll have a, a prayer for our new pastor and uh, we're also uh, asked if you want to give a small donation we're going to be buying uh, uh, restaurant cards I guess for the new family so that when they arrive uh, they'll have something to eat and uh, so uh, this is will be a way of welcoming welcoming them to Gadsden Fur. So if you want to leave a little something on the altar, that's what it will go for this morning, uh, this week. Any other announcements? Do remember those who are on our prayer request. If you have anyone that you would like to add, uh, you can call the church office or make a note of that and put it in the uh, offering plate. Okay, let us pray. We ask, oh God, that through your presence we would... Uh, come to this moment of worship with thanksgiving, uh, grateful for your love and grace in our lives, thankful for your gifts, uh, thankful for your uh, forgiveness, thankful that you are our God. We ask now that uh, you would lead us, that uh, we would seek to serve you, to seek your will in our lives, and to be faithful stewards of all that you have given us. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.
promises that keep me sane. I don't want to miss one word you speak. Everything you say is lost to me. I don't want to miss one word you speak. Wipe my heart out.
I'm sorry. <laughs> That's kind of dangerous when you don't know what you're doing. But I think it's time for the offering. So uh, we'll have a, a prayer and then our ushers will come and receive the offering. Let us pray. We're thankful, O oh God, that we can give to you even as you have given to us. Accept our gifts of, of thanksgiving. Thank you for your love and grace. Thank you for all your blessings. And receive our gifts in the name of Christ. Amen. Now. <laughs>
Thank you for keeping everyone straight this morning and for reminding me of what should take place next. You sit in the uh, pew Sunday after Sunday and you watch, and then when it's your turn, uh, you're not sure what you're supposed to do. But, uh, but uh, you know, this loving congregation always takes care of its pastors, uh, and I appreciate that, especially this morning. The text this morning is taken from the 43rd chapter of Isaiah, the 18th and 19th verses. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. God told Noah to build an ark and to load two of every kind of animals on the face of the earth. God was about to do a new thing. Adam, Abram rather, was told by God to pack up his belongings and to leave his kinfolks and to leave behind Ur of the Chaldees, his beloved homeland, and to go out into only God knew because God 
was about to do something new. Joseph was beaten by his brothers and sold into slavery, ending up in Egypt. During a severe drought and famine, his brothers came to Egypt in search of food because God was about to do something new. Moses was tending his father-in-law's sheep when he saw a bush burning but not being consumed. And the voice of God told him the great I am was going to do something new. Isaiah is living in exile in Babylon when he hears the voice of God telling him not to dwell on the past because he was about to do something new. One day, just past the Jewish Sabbath, after Jesus was crucified, while women were on the way to the tomb to prepare Jesus' body for its final resting place, God intervened because God was about to do something new. On the road to Damascus, a persecutor of the church encountered the risen Christ, and God did something new. You see, God is always doing something new. Remember the story of the Wizard of Oz? Of course we do. Dorothy is transported by a tornado into the land of Oz. And once she realizes that she's no longer at home, she turns to her dog Toto and says, We are not in Kansas anymore. We are on new ground this morning because God is about to do something new. We find ourselves in a place or a situation we're not used to being in. Or we find ourselves standing before a new opportunity that God has given us. Whether we arrive here by tornado or boat or job transfer, loss of a loved one, we all go through transitions in life. Many will find themselves standing on new ground when they are married or divorced. Others will be standing on new ground when that new little life, that bundle of joy, comes. And their restful nights are no more. We can't forget that next Sunday this church community will be standing on new ground. Having said goodbye to our former pastors, Sam and Andy, we will welcome with open arms our new senior pastor, Sherry Reynolds, and her family. Sherry will come to lead us as our new clergy person, called by God because God is doing something new. She will make history as she will be our first female senior pastor.
But I'm sure Sherry is not really concerned about that. Sherry is more concerned about bringing her gifts and talents, her graces, to bear upon the life of this community. To lead us with her unique gifts and graces. The emphasis will be upon her leading us more fully to the will of God in our lives and the life of this faith community. You know, it's important that we realize we're facing something new, a transition, something outside of what we're used to. Things are going to be different, and yet things are going to be the same. There might be lots of things different about the situation in the future. But there's also lots of things that will remain uniquely the same. Just as Sam and Andy had the church community's best interests at heart, so will Sherry. Just as Sam and Andy had unique perspectives for their leadership of this church, so will Sherry. Just as Sam and Andy had a vision for what this community of faith could be or become, so will Sherry. Sam's and Andy's leadership styles were different, so Sherry's may be. Sam was not Andy, and Andy was not Sam, and Sherry will not be either one. She will be unique, just as Sam and Andy were unique. And we celebrate that, because in that uniqueness, she shall lead us. She shall lead us to be more faithful to the will of God, as we are His people in this place, serving Him gladly. There are some things we can count on. You know, we don't always know how things are going to work out when there's uh, things new, but there's always some sense of normalcy. Things are the same, and yet things are different. So we are excited for what lays ahead. But in all seasons, in all in all, on all occasions, we will celebrate the greatness of God's work and marvel at how much He has revealed Himself. We should remember a couple of important things as we go forth into the future. And one of those is, it's okay to remember the old. As I got out of bed this morning, I remembered the old. I'm kind of down in my back. I got a hitch in my get along, as Ernest Ford used to say. Memories are powerful. There are occasions in our history throughout the year that we remember things of the past. Sacrifices made on the battlefield, the signing of a constitution. The birth of a nation. Yes, memories are powerful. They encourage and strengthen and push us forward in Christ. They are altars in the wilderness that remind us of God's faithfulness. Rocks of a foundation that assure us that God is real. 
When I was in Israel in 1990, we went out into the Negev Desert and spent a couple of days there. And while we were exploring the desert, we saw in the desert a big ring of rocks piled in a circle. And it looks like those rocks had been there for an awful long time. And so we inquired as to what was going on here. Had someone stopped and, and somehow built a, or some reason built an altar to worship? And they said, no. What that is, is a sign of procession. That people who came to the desert for whatever reason, if they had to leave their possessions alone, they would pile a ring of rocks around them to let others know that these possessions belonged to somebody and they were not to bother them. I wonder how that would go in our society. Probably we would come back and we would see that ring, as I saw it, empty. But it was a sign of faith. It was a sign of warning, those rocks. Memories, memories bring to us a ring that says that, that the past is important. Learn from it, but don't go back and try to live it. Once the past is gone, it is gone, and it can never be recaptured. That was a problem for the Israelites, for the Hebrew people later, later on. They wanted to go back to their golden age, which of course was when David was king. But there is no going back. We all talk about the good old days as if they were something that we would want to relive in our past, uh, from our past. But the good old days was filled with a lot of hard work, a lot of uncertainty about diseases and illnesses, a lot of sacrifice that people made just to live that we no longer have to be concerned about. But memories are a witness of life transformed by Christ and the evidence of our being changed ever more and more and more into His image. Memories are precious. They inspire our hearts to worship, to give thanks, and to give glory to God. They can be built upon and transformed so that our moment with God, once a memory of perseverance, becomes a testimony of victory. So moving into a new era does not mean we need to forget the old. Instead, we need to move on toward the next place God takes us. For God is going to do something new. We remember we're not stuck in the old. We move on and we build. And the first step in our new transformation or transition is our yes. Now, God doesn't take us anywhere that we don't want to go. God doesn't force His will upon us. God will challenge us, pursue us, and encourage us, but ultimately, He gives us the choice. Will we follow Him? Yes or no? A man came to Jesus and said, 
Jesus, I'll follow you. But first, let me go and bury my father. Of course, it's believed that his father wasn't dead. So he was putting the commitment that he had to his family, or he was using it to put Jesus off to sometime in the future. And Jesus says, hey, you don't have that future. You have to say yes or no right now. A man came to Jesus and said, I will follow you, Jesus. And Jesus said, okay, but first go and sell all that you have and then come and follow me. Give it to the poor and then come and follow me and you can be one of my disciples. And the man turned away because he had great possessions. A new transition can be different, unfamiliar, and a little frightening. But we need to be reminded of our focus. I will seek first the kingdom of God. And then somehow, some way, beyond my understanding, God will take care of everything else. We have the opportunity to say yes to God. To say yes to God this morning. To say yes to God every morning. God is leading us in a new direction. God is going to do something new. He's going to do something new in this community of faith in the coming days. Because the truth is, God has been doing something new ever since this church was established back in the 1840s. As a matter of fact, God's been doing something new in your life every day that you've lived and breathed. And God has always waited for your answer. Will you? Will you follow? And he has equipped us with everything that we need to do his will. He will grow us in faith, teach us skills, and give us his strength to persevere. All you need to do is say, yes. Yes, Lord, I love you. Yes, Lord, I trust you. Yes, Lord, I will follow. We need to surrender our hopes and our dreams to God. It's easy to get excited about something new. We can learn patience in our waiting. We can practice faith in our longing for what has not yet come to pass. We know that whatever God will do in the future will not be done simply on our strength, by our wisdom, by our intelligence, by our looks. But God will do it in spite of us. He will lead us. And all that we have to do is to accept the grace of God and give Him thanks and move on. We do not always enter a transition in our lives by our own accord, but it is God who calls us. It is our yes to Him that allows us to step into it and our willingness to surrender that enables us to experience the newness 
Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. A new season brings new revelations, new memories, new testings, and new victories. The old is not forgotten, but built upon. The new waits for us to discover it, and God himself leads us. God himself leads us. And the question for us this morning is, are you ready to follow God as he leads us with Sherry Reynolds as our pastor? A simple yes will suffice. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for, uh, to our musicians this morning for leading us. And uh, thank you again for being here. And I repeat the question that I asked. Are you willing to say yes to God as he leads doing something new? Doing something new to the ministry of Sherry Reynolds? Doing something new through your commitments to this faith community? and to Christ your Lord. If you're willing, if you're willing to work and to, to be a servant, to, uh, to welcome our new pastor and her family, to, to uh, work with her to make this church more in the image of Christ our Lord, then I ask you to come forward if you're able and to stand with me here if you have a small offering that you would like to leave for the card, you can do that as well. We'll have our prayer for Sherry and her family, and we will have our dismissal here. So if you want to, please come. Let us pray. Holy God, in this moment, we recommit ourselves to this faith community, to your will in our lives, to your wisdom and compassion, to your love and to your grace. And having received your forgiveness, we go anew from this place to be your people, serving you faithfully. We ask your very special blessings upon Sherry and Rob and, and the family as they come to be with us, to work with us, to guide us. We ask that you would uh, guide them with the presence of your spirit and the wisdom that only you have. Thank you for Gadsden First United Methodist Church. Thank you for everyone gathered here and those who couldn't be. Thank you for our new pastor and her family. And especially we thank you for Christ our Lord. And may we go now in the presence and in the spirit of love and peace and service. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Oh, yeah. You still got it going on, brother. Well, y'all, you did make it. And this is a blessing on your back. Oh, I don't well, thank want to touch you. Your back. I don't oh. touch your show.